Hello and welcome to the DeFi Daily, a 10 minute or less DeFi and crypto update. I'm Amy here with Pat and today is Monday, September 6th. 2021. We're back from vacation or whatever you would call a, a six six month or like four month hiatus. Bitcoin is at fifty two thousand five hundred and fifty one dollars a day. Hey, that's great. Everyone loves it when Bitcoin's above fifty K. Maybe that's part of the reason we're back. I don't know. Just happy about that. Ethereum's riding high, thirty nine thousand twenty nine dollars, up nine dollars from yesterday. Uh, you know, going down the list, man, everything has just gone nuts since the last time we we did this. Bitcoin Cash seven hundred and seventy six dash two hundred and fifty two. Uh, Zcash 167, Algorand 145. Man, that is way up. Good for Algorand, doing great. Ripple one dollar and thirty seven cents. I don't even know what to say. It's still, it's still out there doing its Ripple thing. Ave four or three. We're gonna have to include like way more tokens. Like over the last like four months, way more tokens have busted into the the top ten. I mean, the top ten now is is nuts. Like the top ten for for just like coins in general is. It's getting pretty crazy, to be honest. I think I saw, God, I saw a really weird token on the top ten list by volume by market cap. Let's see here. Like Solana is sneaking up there. Also, Solana is now number four by market cap, which is crazy. Good for Solana. People love Solana. Good for Solana. Good and for we Solano. were only gone for about two months. Two months? Yeah. God, it felt like forever. <laughs> so the DeFi Daily is sponsored by Bitwave. Bitwave is a complete digital asset management platform that does bookkeeping, accounting, and tax tracking for crypto and DeFi. So if you need help figuring out your taxes for staking or liquidity pools, check out Bitwave at bitwave.io or on Twitter at Bitwave Platform. That's right. Deferred uh, 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 late, uh, late tax payment is due in October 15th. So if you need that, Bitwave's here for you. All right. Up first, Pat, how will the SEC's reported investigation into Uniswap Labs, what will it mean? What does it mean for the industry? Honestly, if there's one reason why we really came back, it was because of this story. Like, this story is just so, it's so upsetting in so many different ways. Um, so high-level story is that the, the SEC announced, or, or I guess it leaked. I don't think the SEC ever actually announced it directly, but it leaked that the SEC is starting a criminal, a, a, a civil, not criminal, a civil investigation into Uniswap, which would be focused when they when they start these types of investigations. What they're doing is they're focusing on on fraud charges. I mean, they're essentially focusing on like the the various litany of of uh, charges that the you know the the consumer protections around securities have come up with the last like 60, 70, 80 years. So they're they're essentially saying that they were you know the 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 rumor or the hyperbole or whatever you want to say is that they were running like a you know essentially an unlicensed exchange which they are um, and they but then that they were uh, they were advertising the way a lot of these companies try to get around it is they they try to kind of keep the corporate entity separate from the the notion of the the dex on chain if that makes sense so essentially you have you have Uniswap that writes the code. But then Uniswap takes that code, deploys it on chain, and at that point, it no longer is Uniswaps; it is the world's, and uh, that's the way it is. Really, I mean, honestly, like outside of outside of like sort of technical maturate like uh, machinations, that is in fact the truth. Is that as soon as Uniswap pushes it onto the blockchain, there is nothing anyone can do to stop it from existing. That's why these these examinations from the SEC are just so 
ludicrous, I guess, is one way to say it. I mean, I guess I guess they owe a responsibility. I don't know. It's, it's one of those really funny things that uh, crypto has become a kind of interesting issue politically for me because I kind of thought, you know, after – because Trump hated, hated crypto. So I sort of like, well – you know, what's said to happen is that when Republicans hate something, the Democrats are like, okay with it, especially something like this, which is like tech centric and focused on innovation. So, you know, I kind of thought that Democrats would love it. But then you look at like Elizabeth Warren, she hates everything going on with crypto. And, and then obviously it's the Biden SEC that's doing this enforcement action and that I mean, they always take their cues from the, the government. So it is, a, it is a really interesting time. Um, it doesn't bode well for America. I mean, I, I like put out like let's just just let's be very very frank about it. Is that it is a really really bad sign for American innovation in the digital asset space. There's no other way to look at this. Like if you, the more you chill innovation in America, the more it happens everywhere else. You know, Bitwave is a great example. We don't have a single company. I don't think we have a single customer. Maybe, maybe one or two that are single entity customers in the U.S. They are all over the world. They have multiple entities and. Ireland, the Caymans, you know, where you name it, they're going to be there. And all you're saying is like, hey, guys, just uh, shut, go ahead and shut down your U.S. branch. <laughs> like, it's all, it's all good. You just shut that down. Uh, you let the rest of the world get the tax credit. You let the rest of the world, you know, get the innovation, create the jobs, all that sort of stuff. And it's all directly relates back to, you know, the people who are at the table with the SEC, the big banks, the big exchanges, Wall Street, J.P. Morgan, guys that run big trading desks. They all have a vested interest in Uniswap not succeeding. So, anyways, the you know there's sort of two parts here. One is the the horse is, is quite out of the bag on this one, or the cat's out of the uh, the cat's out of the barn. Um, like Uniswap's <laughs> yeah. not going anywhere, so it's like you, you enforcement action is fine, but it's just all it's going to do is uh, drive these things further out of America. Um, a and and B, uh, I don't know. That's A, B, and C. I mean, it's just yeah. it's just so but silly. Regular- Regulatory clarity is usually a good thing. Well, there is no regulatory clarity. That's the issue is if there was regulatory clarity, then this wouldn't be an issue, right? So this this is a really unique – because it's not like Uniswap really did a an IC, a token. They, they, they very clearly did not do a securitized offering in the way that the SEC traditionally defines that. They really clearly did not. So they're going after them over, over deceptive advertising practices for an exchange. There's no regula- – there's very little regulation around what smart contract code running on a blockchain – how it falls under these things. I mean, are they saying that anyone that does any sort of exchange online, like is eBay regulated? Like, I mean, there's all these, like these layers upon layers that this sort of falls into. So no, I, I think it's pretty ridiculous. All right. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> That's worked up about that one. So up next, let's talk about some NFT news. Uh, Lobby Lobsters NFT dropped and raised $4 million in an hour to support DeFi lobbying efforts. All the revenue from secondary sales will also go to support DeFi lobbying efforts globally. I, just want, I want to make it pretty clear that, that this is the second story because Amy likes both lobsters and alliteration. So there's really... This story was 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 teed up to be a uh, a big <laughs> one a big that I hit, wanted to report a on. big hit of the DeFi daily. Um, uh, this is really cool, though. I mean, honestly, like we're gonna. I, I think this is the way this has to go. Is that we've been like we as an industry have been relying on Coinbase essentially to do our lobbying, and uh, that's terrifying. Jesus, I mean, come on, everyone has issues with what Coinbase has been doing recently. So you know what we should be doing if we are interested in actually having. If we as an industry are actually having an interest in having an impact on on American politics, like well, there's only one way. American politics is is controlled by money, so you need to spend money to you need to spend money to keep the government out of your business. I guess I don't really know what the best analogy is. So I, th- I love this idea. I think it's I think it's great. I think it's a little bit um, what's the right word? It's uh, 
like I don't actually think this is the most effective way to do it. Like there are other associations that do lobbying like this. I think that these guys kind of rode a bit of a wave in some ways. Like they're like, hey, we can make $4 million. Ah, by the way, we're doing this. There's been all these like, there's, you know, DeFi is full of all these tokens right now that are like charity tokens or what blah, blah, blah tokens. So I think it would be more interesting if this was a a DAO that was 100% entirely set up just for lobbying. There was no, there was no uh, primary recipient of the funds. There was nothing else like that. So I think that would have been more interesting from my perspective, but um you know, it's uh, it's still it's a it's a step in the right direction. I think we'll see. I think we'll see a couple other ones pop up really quickly here that are real, real efforts in the space. All right, interesting. So next, FTX.us launches an NFT minting platform. They are the latest exchange to try to get in on the still booming NFT market. Not not to be flippant, NFT minting just mints money right now, so everyone's going to be doing it. Makes sense. Sure does. So, all right, I think we have time for one more story. A ruler and cover DeFi protocol closes down amid a mass developer exit. The DeFi insurance protocol pledges to share remaining treasury funds with its token holders. What happened? We've talked about cover a lot over the, the years. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, it's it's one of those things where cover was always going to have a really difficult time because essentially it created this, this really contentious, uh, it created this really contentious incentive structure where, Cover owners voted to do the disbursement of the of the uh, the insurance payments when a protocol if a protocol was deemed as having been hacked. But I mean, like that's like giving <laughs> that's like giving insurance companies the right to choose whether to pay out insurance policies, but having no legal like tort based way to go after them. I mean, it just it's just too the incentive structure is just too biased, and so. Any, any sufficiently large amount of people that owned insurance could bankrupt the insurance fund if, they're, if they voted to give themselves the insurance. And then any small insurance holders would ultimately not get paid out because the, the large people don't have an interest in doing it. So I, I always thought Cover had a very specious uh, protocol there. Um, you know, they're, they're saying that part of it was that they... Uh, that like a lot of people were actually stopping, you know, the, the developers were stopping work on it. But I think that's all related. I mean, Cover hasn't really been doing much. The token's not, like, there hasn't been a lot of money going into it. There has been tons and tons of exploits around it. So I don't know. This to me is sort of, uh, it makes it makes sense from that perspective. All right. Well, that'll do it for today. Thank you as always for listening to the DeFi Daily. All right. Have a good one.